The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, friends, new and true. I just want to bring you back to when we explored through the stained glass windows episode, and we talked about how we can accept all the parts of who we are to help heal as we continue the work of working from the inside out. So today we're going to uncover different ways to be a witness of the past and recognize old wounds. And we will learn how to merge with and embrace those parts of us. You're really encapsulating the whole self of who we are. And we all have had experiences. Everyone has had so many different experiences, and we cannot judge our experiences from another person's experiences, but we put a lot of judgment upon ourselves of what happened to us and how it happened and why it happened. And really, it's our duty to heal from these past traumas and wounds. We might not know the path to take or where to start. But it's having the courage and commitment to show up for yourself and keep seeking to learn more about you, because that's what really matters. A person can only heal as deep as they are willing to venture within themselves. And as I always say, just learning to navigate your own internal landscape. Well, the person that I've invited here today has done just that. She is a way shower in holistic practices of wellness to healing. Lacey Bowles is a shamanic practitioner sharing her spiritual gifts since 2007. And her approach promotes the mind, body, and spirit connection. And you all know that that's what I'm all about. And she gives you a sustainable model for personal growth and long-term transformation as she offers a wide range of intuitive and energy-based healing services designed to help you discover your authentic self and cultivate personal empowerment. My experience with Lacey, geez, I've known Lacey uh, since probably, I think it was 2011, and I saw her for massage therapy, and it was a massage that I had never <laughs> experienced in my life because I was willing to open, and I told her, go as deep as you need to. I'm here to release. I could feel these tensions and and everything that I was going through at that time. We had just moved to Iowa. And uh, she really, she really goes deep. This is what her specialty is. She is amazing how she can witness you where you're at and still hold deep compassion and kindness in her own heart. She opens her heart literally and shines that for you. So that way you can recognize and be able to see how the dynamics have happened and how shifts can happen for you. So without further ado, I want to introduce you, you to my soul sister, Lacey Bowles. Welcome, Lacey. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, April. It's such a blessing to be with you and to have been a part of your journey. And I just want to reflect back to you how important you are to mine as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yes, we have definitely been on quite a few journeys together <laughs> in many different dynamics. And that's when you know it just who a true friend, a true authentic person is, is even when you might be navigating through some darker spots or just witnessing things about yourself and the other person just is there and and you uh, seeing that for me and still holding space, still being there for me uh, is just just so beautiful. And you being here today, uh, supporting me again is such a wonderful treat. So thank you again, Lacey. Mm -hmm. um, do you mind sharing more about you and your journey on your spiritual path? Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> exactly, right? I can try to give you the short version, yes. Um, as you mentioned, I started out in the uh, massage field, um, body work. Um, I noticed that when I was working on people hands-on that I could feel and sense and know things about them and their healing journey. Um, it took me a long time to get the courage to actually say out loud to people <laughs> what I was feeling. Um, but once I did, I, I kind of cracked open this whole world of um, a deeper level of understanding, healing, how it works for myself and with others. Um, I'm just so thankful for the people who put, trusted themselves in my care, who trusted me and trusted that space with me and helped me learn to what healing really looked like, what it felt like um, to show up and to hold safe space. I'm really thankful for massage being such a great vehicle for me to learn mm. how my gifts work in a really safe way where it wasn't so overpowering, where I had time to really like reflect and take in the information I was getting without it feeling so overwhelming. Um, I would see past lives for people. I would see um, pain or trauma that they had experienced. And it's usually on that emotional level. That's that first, my, my really strongest gift is through this emotional empathy. Um, and it was very natural and normal for me. I didn't know that not everybody did that. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> I was showing up and holding space for people in that way, I noticed I got a really... Um, deep response from people and it just I kept hearing back from people like Lacey the work you're doing is not just massage you are doing so much more mm -hmm. um, in these sessions and I just kept trusting that and I kept letting people trust me it really is a relationship back and forth um, I think massage taught me how to have a relationship with people in a healing way that also honored me and helped me set a boundary where it wasn't um, me just trying to do all the work <laughs> it helped yeah. me understand that boundary and how to teach others that boundary because there were people who did expect me to do all the work for them and that's when I started to um I would say outgrow massage <laughs> and that's what really led me into other alternative holistic methods that use more energy um and intuition and mm -hmm. empathy and that's when I discovered shamanism and just fell in love with it um, I realized that I was already doing a lot of these things that, um, whether it was soul retrieval or energy extraction or curfew, like I was already doing these things. I just didn't have the terminology for it. I just didn't know that that's what it was mm. called. Um, so once I started to brush up on it and practice it and then actually did my two-year apprenticeship, then I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to just do this. And I feel like I've just been doing that ever since. And it hasn't stopped. <laughs> yes. And I love how you walked us through that and how the, just as you witnessed that and allowed yourself to become more, you know, and how that shifted for you or through you. Um, and the, the words that you used of people expecting you to heal them or to fix them. I think a lot of people will, I can just say with massage, you know, oh, I have this tight muscle. I have, you know, it's the end result of yeah. some dysfunction. And then they come to you, they get immediate relief, right? They feel great and everything. And then two, three weeks later, there's that shoulder again, or, you know, whatever it is that's popping up for them. Yeah. So you being able to step back 
and say, okay, this was a great avenue, but I want to go deeper and get to the root of what these causes are. Yeah. Instead of just putting the, it wasn't a band-aid, but you know, just a, not a quick a fix. Solution. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yes. Sustainable solution. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I believe that, you know, we all have the answers within ourselves. It's just connecting with people such as yourself or myself or others that are guides, guideposts. You know, I always say I'm like the scarecrow in the old Wizard of Oz movie, right? <laughs> I'm at the end of the the yellow brick road and Dorothy comes up and he says, you can go that way or you can go that way. You know, which way <laughs> do you want to go? Uh, you know, we can't do the work for you. Well, I love how you talked about addressing like those deeper layers and those root layers, because I was so curious about what can we do to prevent even that? I, I just kept getting more and more curious. And I feel like I see people on a soul level. So that's all about perspective and perception. And so as we create this distance between us and our, our and our so-called problems, uh, when we look at um, ourselves through those soul eyes, through those spirit eyes, from this higher perspective of understanding there's a whole bigger picture, um, mm. that's when we can begin to understand what healing is and understand what wholeness is and the part and the role that we play in it and the power that we hold from the way that we see things. Um, what I love about connecting people on a soul level is that you learn how afraid we are of how powerful we are. You see all of these different trends and themes that come up with people. Uh, and I know for me, one of my biggest uh, wounds that I had to overcome was just the sense of like, it was afraid to imagine I could feel pure joy, that I could mm -hmm. be in this state of just unsuspended happiness because so much of what I knew and so much of what we know growing up is very much survival mode. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's understanding we created a lot of strategies in our life to help us survive, but we didn't create strategies um, to help us understand happiness and joy and celebration. And so we really have to get into that curious place as to that soul perspective of what's the bigger picture here? Because when we're in survival mode, it makes us tight. It makes us condensed. It makes us firm. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that we can't be strong. It just means we have to learn how to bring flexibility and adaptability into our strengths. And so there's a balance. And I, I, I noticed that most people tend to have one side that weighs heavy or the other. Mm -hmm. And that balancing game. And so when I'm with people from that soul perspective, we can take a, a, a greater shot and say, okay, you're kind of getting heavy on this one side. You know, you're being too hard on yourself or there's a lot of judgment and criticism going on here. And you yes. can see it because it's from the inside and that's all you've ever known. And that strategy exactly. works for you, but it's creating woundedness now because you're in a position where you are safe now and you can take a look at it and decide, do I want to keep going from that narrative? Do I still want that subconscious programming really dictating mm -hmm. and running my life. And the truth is, is we do have the power to look at those things and investigate those things and look at it as a exploration and an adventure. But when we're in survival mode, we don't know we have the luxury of time and space. And so, so much of the work that I do on that soul level is very much just about how can we push the pause button? You'll notice when I do sessions with people, I breathe a lot. You're always hearing me breathing. It's almost like I'm just kind of like releasing <laughs> these stuck stagnant <laughs> energies that are in the body because I can feel in my body what someone's feeling in their body through empathy. And mm. so just having someone sit with you on that soul level who's willing to breathe with you, willing to help you move through that that stickiness or just to help move into a deeper state of clarity and see yourself and be able to see that there is distance between you and whatever problems or woundedness you think you're dealing with. <laughs> we Say that, that one more time. Say that one more time. <laughs> About the distance, Here's one of my creating, things up. <laughs> creating distance between yourself and the problem. Say that again, because so yes. many people are entangled in it, yes. but they can't see past that. Yes. And that's the whole point is that it's perception. So one of my favorite quotes is actually uh, by Albert Einstein. And he says that we can't fix our problems um, from the level that we created them. And I love this because <laughs> it's so shamanic yes. in nature, meaning that Every problem that we're ever experiencing is, is always created from the level of mind. 
And so we can't fix it from the level of mind. That's where that soul perspective has to come in, or even just heart perspective. When we get distance between ourselves and who we think we are in our mind, we recognize we're not our thoughts. And it's that gap that gives us the, the, the room to breathe in. So we're not so stuck. I notice a lot of people will get locked down. I, I'll hear myself saying, because when I work with people, a lot of affirmations will come through, a lot of intuitive affirmations using voice to, to vocalize mm-hmm. and to reflect back, is that I'm, I'm recognizing you don't feel like you're free. You feel like you're suffocated. You feel like you're in a prison. You feel frozen. You feel stuck. And a lot of that is perspective, not knowing that we have that room between us and our thoughts, us and our mind, that we are not our mind, we are not our thoughts. That's that beginning of healing, is recognizing, oh, I've only been identifying with myself as this self, which is Mm -hmm. the mental plane, but there's so much more to me. I'm a multidimensional being. Yes. That that greater perspective of saying, I can't fix this problem from my mind. Therefore, I have to pause for a moment. I'm not going to be able, no matter how hard I try, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Because then then that creates more resistance. (laughs) You can laugh at yourself and say, oh, I created this situation. I don't know how I did. And that's the other part of it is just saying, I don't know. How hard is it for us to just be like, you know what? I don't know. We think we have to have all the answers. And that's part of that train that's running. You have to be perfect. You have to be knowing Mm -hmm. exactly what to do. And the truth is you don't. No. Learn how to embrace the mystery. Exactly. Trusting. Trusting that you're going to be okay. (laughs) And just as you said in the beginning, Lacey, it's, it's about the curiosity. So once we say, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and then just become curious about a situation like, oh, I wonder how that's going to happen. Or I wonder, you know, when this will show up for me, you know, so that way I, I, I call it shifting it from worry to wonder, turning worry yeah. into wonder. So that way we it literally lifts off the body because of that energy and that it just, it's in your head and it's so compressing and just keeps us wound up tighter and tighter and tighter. So that just lifting that with wonder and that curiosity helps us to be open and free and, and be in that receptive mode. Well, and that's reminding me too, it's a very childlike state. And so if you Mm -hmm. have any child trauma, it's hard and difficult to feel safe enough to go back into that space and say, I can reclaim my innocence and my purity and I can embrace my naivete of not knowing because usually the reason we have these stories against ourselves regarding not knowing is because Mm -hmm. we got into a situation where we didn't have control or power over something that happened to us. And that's where that power gets given away. And so when we can go back to that childlike state before we knew that power could be given away or not, that's that place we get stuck or frozen in. And that's the place that we can't move past and mature past on a soul level until we go back to that place and go back to that time and go back to that person mm-hmm. who experienced it. So we yes. can all, and a lot of times in sessions, it's very much about understanding our power and our power does come from that innate sense of purity and innocence and giving ourselves permission to forgive ourselves for anything that came up that we didn't have control over. And this illusion that we were supposed to have control over that situation or things didn't work out the way that we thought that they were supposed to. And the whole gauntlet of stories that comes with that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that curiosity and wonder because it puts us back into that childlike state and helps mm. us our purity, our innocence, and then helps us step back into our power and our ability to choose from that point and say, okay, what am I going to do with this now? Exactly. And for those who have started a journey, a spiritual journey, and and are starting to uncover things, and uh, you can then witness that it there is a lot of truth into childhood experiences and how when we're in those experience especially as a small child that we don't have the 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 voice to speak to to have boundaries to even know what boundaries are and then that energy is trapped in our bodies because we did not know the way to we weren't taught how to release how to express how to move through that so then it 
that begins the scaffolding around that. And it's usually the heart, from my understanding. People have a lot of constriction around their hearts. You know, they don't feel safe. They feel that they need to keep doing or stay ahead of the game. <laughs> Those types of things to where then it just keeps going. And, you know, also the forgiveness of, I didn't know any better. I was three at the time or four. Um, I've even gone back to where I was like two and I didn't have the the vocabulary to speak. I didn't have that. So I just held everything in and mm -hmm. kept quiet because when you're quiet, you don't speak and you do as you're told, then, you know, that's the good girl. That's the, you receive conditional love. And so, yeah, that really speaks deeply for me, Lacey. So thank you for bringing that up. And then you know, knowing that you do have a voice and, and finding ways to, to work through that. Yeah. As you're navigating that internal landscape. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So can you maybe walk us through maybe uh, something, um, maybe a modality that you use with with people to understand that right left side or where they're holding and how to give a voice to that space is that possible um sure <clears throat> it's interesting working <laughs> with individuals because <laughs> everyone is different yeah in terms of um the way that i work is in response to someone so i hold space they enter into that space. They feel safe. We begin that unveiling. We're, mm -hmm. we're moving through those layers once we feel safe and grounded. And then I'm intuiting with them, responding to their need in that moment and reflecting back to them what they need. So for instance, say if it's childhood trauma, like you're talking about, and I'm noticing maybe they're really struggling or stuck with something. And it has to do with maybe showing emotion or showing vulnerability or showing that level of sensitivity or pain there. I do my best to remain quiet and simply hold the space because it's not my job to interject and to force and to push them into having a feeling or experience. It's my job to show them and demonstrate for them that they can trust themselves and their emotional intelligence in that moment because I've done the thing for myself. Mm -hmm. I trust my own emotional intelligence. Yes. I trust my ability to hold that space, even when it feels like everything is breaking down, even when you feel so ashamed that you're having this deep, you know, emotion and feeling, and then now you're doing it in front of someone. It's actually the most healing thing we can do is mm -hmm. to let ourselves be heard in that moment of woundedness and to have a safe person who is not judging you and trying to force you and push you and say, here's the outcome. This is what you're supposed to do. It's, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. I simply am that witness in that space with them. And I'm in, in my heart, I'm holding the, the, the vibration and intention saying, do you see how beautiful you are? Mm. Do you know how loved you are? Can I reflect your soul self back to you? Can we hold this space together without pushing, without, without adding distraction or the disillusionment? Like you're talking, like it's, it's our minds get so crazy and so busy. And so when we finally get in that space where we actually feel safe and heard and held, we spontaneously blossom. We spontaneously mm. organically can release and remove because our bodies have an intelligence that already know what to do. It's getting our mind out of the way to allow for that alignment, to allow for that. Flow. Yes. So we can't underestimate the power of creating and holding and maintaining safe space. And I do that on a professional level. This is not just list, you know, listening to your sister on the phone and or your mom. It, it, it's, it's to <laughs> another level. It's yeah. complete, sealed, lockdown, guides, angels, higher self. It's, we're all in the room. We're all holding that space for you. And it's very powerful. <laughs> it is. And I've, and I've had experiences with you to where you've taken me to those places and being vulnerable enough to allow that side to be seen. Mm -hmm. It is very, very powerful. Um, at the time, it's like you're standing on the edge of a cliff. 
And Lacey's like, come on, it's okay. (laughs) The water's warm. Just take that leap with me, you know? (laughs) And and she doesn't push whatsoever. You do not push. Mm -hmm. And it's was me saying, okay, yes, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm allowing you to embrace me in an energetic way. And knowing that I, I'm okay. I think that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. Everyone listening right now, right where you're at, no matter what, you are okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be rainbows and unicorns or, mm-hmm. you know, some big epiphany happening. Mm-mm. It's just you recognizing that for yourself that I'm okay. And as you so perfectly described about the mind and perceptions, you know, even questioning, where did that come from? Is that mine? You know, I had my father's voice in my head for so like until I was in my forties to when I I took a, a, a class about trauma and um, I, I was just shocked Literally, it shocked me because I was like, wait a minute, this isn't my voice. (laughs) This is my father's insecurities that he pushed upon me. And so then I could make a choice. So that is very important, too, of having that awareness and and making that choice. I love that you said that because that's totally what I wanted to bring up. And so much of what I cover in sessions with people through shamanism is that when we recognize that our power comes from our free will, this is our solar plexus. We hold that right. If you ever, have you ever had like um, adrenaline when those adrenals release that cortisol, that space, it's like underneath your heart. That's where your solar plexus is. So if we connect to that solar plexus energy, that's the seat of our will. So mm-hmm. we each were born with free will. So no one or nothing can take that away from us but we can delude ourselves into believing that it can be given or taken away. But the truth still remains that it cannot. It's always still intact. So it's our perception of that, that we have to understand, right? So what I love explaining and expressing to people with free will is that our free will does not control our circumstances. Our free will is a mechanism to maintain our freedom to choose. So ah. we go through life in this very dualistic way. We always think that our, our our ego mind only knows the world as black and white, only knows the world as fractions, as mm-hmm. separate. But our soul self knows our, our reality as wholeness. So it's almost mm-hmm. like each day we're kind of pivoting between these understandings of ourself until we get to a place of full alignment, that full awakening of, oh, yes. I'm always in this state of awareness, right? Yeah. <laughs> so from dual mind, we don't know that we have choice in that matter choice can feel Mm. when we get really indecisive it can be overbearing it can feel overwhelming and be like i don't want to have to make that choice i'm Mm going to give my power away or we turned it we turned to really trying to be controlling of i'm going to control every single thing so i don't ever have to feel pain again and so these are the two sides of empowerment disempowerment right so when we understand free will saying okay i was born with free will that's where my power comes from these experiences are coming up in my reality and I have the power to choose how I'm going to respond or not respond. But when we're mm-hmm. in that survival mode, we tend to just react. We're in reactionary yes. mode. And that's where that dysfunction comes in. That's when we're on autopilot. That's when we don't really recognize that we have power and we're making a choice. We can consciously make that choice. So understanding your will, your free will, that you always are in this space of making choices, whether you're doing it consciously or not, the power is still intact and you're still operating on that governing system of the laws of the universe, which do not change. So when we understand that, we can say, okay, I take full responsibility for every single choice I've made, whether I did it consciously or subconsciously. Mm-hmm. When we take full responsibility for all of our choices that we made, we become a creator and understand the creator that we are through our choices and through the responsibilities that come with that. Then we're no longer judging. We're saying these experiences came in. I yes. have those experiences. And then I'm making a choice. It's not right or wrong. It's me choosing from a place of, does this feel good? Does this not feel good? What did I learn? 
What yes. do I want to learn? We can start to navigate it a little more flexibly where it's not so rigid and black and white. We can really blend through and get into that state of enlightenment. Really, enlightenment is recognizing that the world is not dualistic, that it's whole and that you're a part of that wholeness. And you can operate mm -hmm. and function from that understanding of wholeness, that you can trust the governing principles of the natures of the laws of the universe, that you don't have to figure everything out, right? Yes, <laughs> oh, we're going deep. That's what the mind wants to do, wants to say, okay, if I do this, then that's going to happen. Yes. And then that, and then that's even an illusion in itself. Yes. <laughs> so yes. we spend 90%, 90% of our existence is here, people. We're, we're not even here in this moment. And I'm going to pause right here. Are you still here with us? Where is your attention on your intention? And the beauty is, is you can listen to this as many times as you want, because Lacey's just throwing out all sorts of good nuggets here. And she's basically just connecting and just allowing that information to come through. So that's why she talks so fast sometimes. And that, and I do too. And also, I want everybody to remember that when we talk about soul, higher self, it's whoever your higher power is, who, whomever you identify with. So whether that's Christ consciousness, whether that's Gaia, whether that is universal life force energy, whatever that is, just knowing that you are connected to that source and it is always there for you. It's always working through you and for you it's the mind that judges as Lacey you were saying so perfectly and compares and then that's that trap I want to revisit a little bit about how you talked about the solar plexus mm. and how when we're in that fight or flight mode and those chemicals are released and we feel it down there in the adrenals so our body is constantly communicating to us it's constantly responding to our thoughts. And so when we're more aware of, oh, I'm having some tension in my shoulders, instead of saying, oh, I'm so stressed, this is why. This is, you know, then then that's going to keep going. Instead of saying, oh, I'm witnessing how my body's communicating to me. Oh, I guess I need just to get up, walk away from the computer or from your phone and go out in nature, take a walk, do something to bring yourself back to you. Your body's constantly letting you know where you're at. So whether, and it's not good or bad. I really want everybody to know that too. You're just meeting yourself where you're at. And with ease and grace and holding compassion for yourself of, oh, I found myself here again. Okay what feels better just as you said Lacey what feels better right now and then you have a choice I love that too I find myself when I'm in session with people um, a common affirmation that comes through is just this recognition that my body has divine intelligence mm. and it's an intelligence that my mind can never fully comprehend and so when we can bring that paradox into reality, when we can just hold that paradox for a moment and say, okay, here we go with this not having to understand, right? It's it's trusting yes. that our body is aligned with the divine intelligence that supersedes <clears throat> this level of mind's knowledge and intelligence. It's different. I, I talk about there's knowledge, there's wisdom, there's intelligence. There's all these different layers. It, mm. Our heart is what's wise. Our heart has wisdom accumulated through many, many lifetimes of understanding. Our mind is about knowledge. This is very much this man-made knowledge. If you think about going to school and getting the title, if you think about all the information that we compute on a daily basis, this idea of man-made knowledge, that's so different from the intuition and the divine intelligence that's running the whole show. Mm -hmm. And so when we go back to that free will, we can say, okay, I surrender my free will over to a higher power, a divine will. I connect my personal individual self free will to something that encompasses the whole picture. Mm -hmm. I connect to that source 
and I surrender it over, trusting, trusting, trusting this intelligence that goes beyond what my mind can comprehend in this moment. And that's where freedom comes in, is when we're able to yes. surrender. And I like to use the word rapture comes with that. Mm. If you imagine the ecstasy of being completely free, we're afraid of it. We're so afraid of unconditional love. We are so afraid of how enough we are because we're so conditioned in our mind to be in that rat race of surviving that we can't really look around and enjoy what's happening. Another favorite uh, message that's come through um, with the work that I've done is um, love doesn't require strategy. <laughs> Say that again. Love does not require strategy. And so when we grow up young and we're in these environments where we want, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a human nature and drive to want to belong and to want to be loved because our survival is dependent upon it. So it's necessary for us to understand that we're human in that. The point comes when we get old enough where we can look back at those wounds and like you were saying earlier, say, okay, I didn't have the skills or the understanding at that time, but it's time for me now because I, I do know that I'm safe yes. and I am willing to do the work and commit to this process of self and unveiling it, that I can look and say, okay, I'm safe now. Let me readjust. Let me recalibrate. And we always have free will and the choice to say, I want to do this differently. We always have the choice of a brand new day and a blank slate. And we can't underestimate the power of that. Yes, it's very powerful just knowing that we have that choice. Although, just as you were talking about, I just want to go back to the 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 mind and the heart. Yeah. Right. Ooh. And which one which one's driving the bus? <laughs> <laughs> what roads are you going down? Are you going down the happy, open, I'm free, and this is, I'm having a human experience here? Yeah. And, and having compassion and forgiveness for yourself when you witness those parts that were just showing up as, you know, supporting and, and being a protective, right? Because we don't want to get hurt again. And so that's why the mind comes in and says, oh, nope, you got to do this or that happened last time. So you got to do this, you know, and, <laughs> and that's, it doesn't even, you know, yeah. apply to what's happening right now, but our minds don't recognize that because it cannot exist in this moment. The mind only works from past experiences. That's why when new things like people that want to get into a relationship and they're just so wanting and wanting and wanting and then a person shows up for them and then they start second guessing themselves or they start projecting old negative experiences upon this new person because of the fear and uncertainty of that knowing how to love yeah and just saying that, knowing how to love yourself, because we can only heal as deeply as we have gone. So really learning to be your best friend, to hold space, to witness and, and appreciate even the dark, yeah. ugly stuff that you... <laughs> you can't uncover that it's like, oh, that was me. That wasn't even that person. And here all this time <laughs> I've been blaming that person when all this time it was me. I've had to, uh, I asked myself like, how this foot doesn't taste very good. My mouth, <laughs> why does this keep happening? <laughs> and Lacey can just totally laugh about that because we have, we have beautiful history together. So once I recognize that, it's like, oh, well, that was my shoe. <laughs> I'm not throwing my shoe at that other person to blame them. I'm actually <laughs> witnessing this is my shoe here. Um, and then asking myself, okay, so how do I want to show up then? Instead of feeling shame or guilt, you know, putting that upon myself, just allowing myself to be and to know that nobody's perfect everybody has cracks and crevices and 
dark spots and and things and that's what makes us human yeah a common affirmation that comes through when i work with people especially through that root chakra is it's a human mm-hmm. and i love that and i usually expand on that explaining that as a human i'm not perfect and it's safe for me to not be perfect because the love that I am is already perfect. Ah, uh, I just want so, to pause right here. Just pause. <laughs> the love that and, I and, am is already perfect. Yes. And it's if you're listening or watching, if you could just pause there with us mm-hmm. or come back to this when you can, just really breathe that into yourself those words, write it down, put it on your mirror in the bathroom, something to, to remind. It's not our job to be perfect. And it's nobody's job to love us or to heal us. It's ours. And we do have the power to acknowledge that love that we are. We have the power to be broken and to be wounded and to be in that dark, uncertain space. Mm-hmm. It's safe for us to traverse and to travel on those roads as well, to embrace fear as a teacher and a friend and an ally. No one teaches us how to be with fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's so tremendous, the, the light work that we're doing, because we're demonstrating for others what it means to hold the hand of your fear, to hold the hand of your brokenness, to sit with that shadow to bring light to it, to bring love to it. That's what Mm -hmm. the shaman does is it creates that relationship between all worlds. It says, I'm in the center. Me and my relationship with myself is the most powerful and important. When I Mm -hmm. am completely centered and grounded and rooted in the love that I am, everything that comes and springs forth is automatically an organic expression of love and continuity and integration and alignment. I don't have to force that. That already exists. It's my job to be that translucent transparent releasing expectations obligations and judgments it's being that clear open channel just being that vessel for that higher message that already exists that's already perfect that's already there underneath it all to be able to shine forth we're getting out of the way we're unlearning and unraveling those patterns and we create that ripple effect in the world of light around us Mm -hmm. and that's very powerful People can feel your presence. People can feel your intention for them. People can feel when they know, their bodies know when they're safe. Our bodies know how to respond. That's why I love when you're talking about the body, how it knows. And when we tune in and listen to our body, is the greatest vehicle and vessel. I like to think of our bodies like a, as a, almost like a a dish, like a satellite. (laughs) We're constantly picking up this information. It's a lot of stimulus. To yes. constantly be computing, but we get to decide how we decipher those stories. And our body is picking up intuitively on so many messages from our environment. And we can feel and know through these receptors that is our body. And so, so much of our spiritual journey is trusting what we're picking up on. Mm-hmm. Trusting and speaking it, trusting it, allowing it. That's so much part of the process. It's a very feminine principle. We're we're typically in a very masculine expression, not that's bad or good. It, they both serve a purpose, mm. but as a whole, we usually try to do and act and force and control and move things into, into play. But it's really, really beautiful when we can sit in our wholeness, feel that, that ring of power that we exude by sitting in our wholeness and create that ripple effect and let everything come to us. This is the feminine principle of relaxation. It's safe for me to rest. It's safe for me to allow. It's safe for me to receive. It's safe for me to be supported. It's safe for me to be nourished. We're bringing that in. And so a lot of our trauma response says, like you were talking earlier about closing off that heart. When we close our heart off to the bad, we're also closing it off to the good. But as exactly. we earlier with the paradoxes, there is no difference. They're one and the same. Mm-hmm. everything is one so we have to allow it all to come in we have to let ourselves be broken yes what's so beautiful about our heart is that it can be broken and when it heals it actually becomes bigger stronger 
more powerful. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how beautiful and powerful and strong it is until it's been cracked wide open. That's literally its design is to be cracked wide open. Yes. Oh, just just love this conversation and just the depth and the richness of information that is that is here. Um, I I also want everybody to know that as you're doing this work for yourself, it doesn't have to be huge. Mm -mm. You know, this Lacey, it's taken decades for her to get to where she is. And, you know, you can't compare yourself to whomever, right? And everybody's healing experience looks different, as you said before, Lacey, each individual, you know. And what is really important for everybody to hear is that as you are giving back to yourself, however that looks for you, that the, that'll soften the the armor the um rigidity rigidity there we go will will relax and then as you're working from the inside out then you'll see the world in a different light because when we're in that fight flight or freeze you literally have blinders on and it's tunnel vision and you're literally looking for threats and you're not seeing the whole picture and not having that empathy of, yeah, sure, a person might cut you off in traffic or somebody might say something really snide at the grocery store, you know, what have you. But you'll ha since you have that compassion for yourself, you'll understand, oh, they're having a bad day. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to witness other people's woundedness as an observer and, and not become reactionary and take it on as, oh my gosh, what did I do? How come that person behaved that way? That type of thing. It's more of, oh, somebody cuts you off. I have space for you. That's it. That's what I say now. Because people are just really sporadic drivers right now. I don't know what's happening out there. They're not focused on the present moment of driving. And so as we travel <laughs> across the nation, uh, right. we're seeing all sorts of different drivers and it's just like, oh, we have space. Or I even said, because <laughs> my husband would get really annoyed uh, and I, because a person will speed up in front of you and then they'll cut in front of you and then, then they'll exit. Well, if they just slow down a little bit and you'd go on by, and they could just exit off easily, right? So mm -hmm. it's creating that. But also it's like a dosey -si do like square dancing, like switching <laughs> places. And I said, oh, we just did a dosey -si do And so now <laughs> my husband, now my husband says, oh, I guess we're doing the dosey -si do instead <laughs> of saying, oh, that blankety blank person. <laughs> <laughs> so you see as, as, as we witness it a different way and that ripple effect, as you talked about, Lacey, mm -hmm. you know, and just having that compassion for ourselves and being willing to witness and, and know that it's okay that we're not okay. Sometimes it's okay that things are shifting and, and moving with us and that we're not labels we're not our past that we can actually see ourselves as this beautiful unfolding creator it's very empowering and that's what we get get to for empowerment as we talked about in the very beginning i think the interesting thing about power and owning your power is that it's quiet it's silent and it's still it's very much about presence and fully mm -hmm. occupying this time this space this body it's very much that mind spirit body all together in unison you look at it as like a target like a bullet ring each ring within itself within itself and we hold mm -hmm. that power that presence that's our first relationship and then we have our environment we have our, our close family members and then we have our community 
and then we have the world. And so understanding that we're in a relationship with each of those things through that power and that vehicle and that first first relationship with self and how we understand our power actually creates a impact through mm-hmm. creation in the world. And so when we were taking responsibility for our power, when we're saying, okay, I am stopping for a moment to pause and evaluate and to take inventory and stock of the decisions I made, like you're talking earlier about recognizing, okay, I'm projecting, I'm making this choice or decision based on my fear and my fear response from the path that my mind has come up with trying to protect me and keep me safe. But I don't need protection because love does not require strategy. So I can move forward. I can just be who I am in this moment. I can just fully occupy and penetrate this moment. And I can do it quietly. It doesn't have to be loud. Mm -hmm. And it's still powerful. When we can really pause and be at the center of our gravity, if you will, I like to think of it as like an atom, how we're that nucleus. And energy rotates in that gravity pull around us. We don't have to force gravity to do what it does. When we stay in the (laughs) center, everything knows how to rotate around us. The stars align. The sun comes up. We don't have to do all that. (laughs) We don't have to reinvent the wheel. You'll notice a lot of your problems are you trying to reinvent the wheel, trying to reinvent. Or creating drama out of trauma, like you said, with the traffic stuff. Mm. We lo- we need that drama. We need to eat that drama in order to, to know what's going on because we're so much in that survival mode that we don't recognize that we're addicted now to this sense yes. of drama. Yes, people feeding off of it. Yes, I noticed I'll have, um, I'll have people where it's like, they just they constantly get sucked into these these drama with whether it's family or friends. It's like these reoccurring mm-hmm. things of just drama, toxic situations. And again, we can laugh at it and, and not take it seriously and say, oh, okay, I'm recognizing how I'm addicted to drama. I don't know how to be still and quiet and silent and hold my power. I'm always out there looking and trying to get involved and butt my nose into the other things. And not taking the time and energy to be reserved and to be within myself and to be at the center nucleus that everything rotates around. Very much like you were talking about people looking for relationships. When you're moving from this place of I'm not in relationship and I want to be in relationship, we're only going to attract to us that same level of loneliness or that level of not enoughness or that level of um, incompatibility. So my point is, is that Knowing our power, stepping in our power, owning our power affects every single thing. Mm-hmm. All areas are involved. And this is what I love about shamanism is when you get that straight, when you get that fundamental, elemental foundation of your power, owning your power, standing in your power, holding it, anchoring it, everything else unfolds. Mm-hmm. But that's how difficult it is to actually just sit in your seat of your power. We want to give it away. We don't want to take responsibility. We want to be a victim. We want that story and that drama and that trauma that comes with it until we recognize, no, I don't want it anymore for real this time. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not so glamorous, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And sometimes it's, it's, everybody can have the great intention to go within although when you're so used to being outside of yourself i say they're locked out of themselves because they're up in the mind forgot the passcode yes exactly so say more about that Figuring out our passcode. We're like, oh, I said it when I was like five. So how am I supposed to remember what this was? (laughs) How do we get back in? Right? This is the question. How do we get back in? Number one. Because there's there's a resistance happening there. It's like, this is, I know this is what I need to do. But there's like resistance. And so then because of that resistance, then they'll get distracted. And they'll go around doing other things. Mm-hmm. I'm this is like my story here. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> so I know what I need to do. It's just how to get back in, you know, because it happens, right? I'll I'll be in the flow for a certain time and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm locked out again. What happened there? You know. 
what's really funny is <clears throat> we never really left. Mm -hmm. We're always home. Our soul self is always overlooking our entire experience. Always. Very much like that stained glass that you talked about. That soul is the light that shines through that stained glass. Sometimes we're identifying as these broken pieces as the work that's being done, but really we're the one watching it all happen. Mm. So the moment we can recognize, oh, I've been in it rather than watching it. I've been in it rather than just witnessing it and observing it from my place of power, from my seat of power, from the center. That's the awareness that we build. It's all about awareness, very much like you teach a lot about mindfulness. It's, it's about being present in the moment and saying, oh, I'm recognizing how unpresent yes. I am. And usually we recognize how unpresent we are through pain, through woundedness, those triggers. Those are the things mm -hmm. that shock and jar us and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't working. I don't like this response that I'm getting. So we can be thankful for those experiences and thankful for pain in our life and the teacher that it is, right? Here we go again with recognizing that no one demonstrates to us what it looks like to walk through pain, mm -hmm. to walk through that inferno and to allow it to transform us and to transfix us and create alchemy through that. So we have to be willing to get burned. We have to be willing to see the ugly. We have to be really to get down in the dirty. Yes. And that, and, and rec like we talked a little bit about shame and guilt earlier, and those are really big, big, powerful hitters, especially if you grew up in a religious background. I know for me, I grew up with that really strong influence. And what I've noticed, like through the work that I've done when it comes to shame and guilt, um, and those are blockages, those that's resistance. I don't I can't go there because it's too shameful. It's too I'm too embarrassed or it's too much. It's that feeling of, oh, I don't want to see inside where that ugliness is. One thing that really transformed um, my understanding of shame is recognizing or even guilt is saying, okay, the whole reason for guilt is that there needs to be punishment. This is what religion taught me. Mm. So if I recognize, okay, I'm guilting myself and I think somehow there, I'm looking for my punishment now. I'm guilting myself and that there needs to be punishment att attached, tied. That that model creates an addictive pattern where we look for punishment. We're looking for that outside of us to tell us, okay, you did it wrong or you did it right. So it becomes internalized. It's an internalized threat. And then we don't know, we don't recognize we're the one holding that mm -hmm. power in the first place. So just that understanding of, oh, I'm feeling guilt right now. Where am I looking for the punishment and how am I punishing myself? Yes. That's a big aha to say, okay, I have, I have learned from my experiences how to punish myself and to guilt myself and to shame myself into not growing, into not evolving, into not shining my light, into not stepping up and standing out and being this authentic, radiant, dynamic being that I am. <laughs> we learn that from our outside and we internalize it on the inside so getting getting to know that self inside of us that wants to judge and critique and say oh I see that self and I love that self you did mm. a really good job for me for a really long time yes <laughs> but I'm going to need you to step aside for a moment because there's other parts of my personality like my child innocent pure self like we talked about earlier or my creative rebel self that wants to just go out and break some rules or <laughs> you name it <laughs> There's all these different archetypes there. So we're a full bevy, but when we're in that state of resistance, we can usually only identify. I think get curious about what is this resistance and let mm. it be there. Say, hello, resistance. Here yeah. you are. I accept you. One of the most powerful things I learned in shamanism is that every perspective is right. Like you were talking about the, the road rage. The whole point is, this, is to not resist that and say, yep, you're absolutely right. You're angry right now, and it's okay for you to be angry. I have no qualms. Everybody's 100% correct about their perception based on their experiences that they've come to in their life. I don't need to resist that. So when we recognize where we have this resistance to what is and how we mm -hmm. think it should be, that's what's creating the resistance is not just accepting yes. that something is how it is. We're coming to a conclusion and creating an expectation, usually based on guilt or shame. And the punishment that we're waiting for, it's a cycle. So just awareness about this, that that's how it works. And that we never were locked out in the first place, that we are always at the center of our being. We always are intact with our power, but we have to be the one that's willing to witness it and receive it and be present with it. Because the only power that truly exists is in this present moment. Now. Breathing now. 
Even right now. now. Yes. <laughs> and again. And again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, beautifully said, Lacey. Thank you for unpacking you. that for us. Yeah. Pleasure. And those who are interested in connecting with you that might have some questions or are curious about your services, what is your contact information? Good question. So you can email me. My business name is uh, Changing Woman Retreats, and that would be at yahoo.com. Um, and I also have a Facebook page with the Changing Woman Retreats and uh, let's see, Instagram as well, Changing Woman Retreats. So if you want to see what I'm doing, what classes I have, um, I have a website as well. Um, that would be www.changingwomanretreats. And there you have it. Perfect. Great. Yes. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are aware and are willing to do the work and to get dirty, <laughs> because <laughs> that's where you find the gems. That's where you find the golden nuggets and, and know more about you because no one else can do the work for you. It's all within you and it, and it's ready and it's, it's excited. It wants you to uncover it and be with it and, and appreciate it. Yes. Well, my friend, my soul sister, thank you again for your presence for your wisdom and for sharing you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Same to you. Just reflecting that back to you, April. I appreciate uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank mm. you to all of you listening. I see you. I witness you. I believe in you. You are worthy. You are worthy of all the pain. You are worthy of all the celebration. You are worthy of every experience. Beautiful. And until next time, be well, my friends. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.